The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Hey, Chicago, we're back. Lupe Acquire, Paul Sealing, WLS AM 890, Chicago, Saturday night. And man, what a week it's been, Lupe, huh? It has. It it's has. It's been the wild, wild west out there this week. All over the country. It's, yeah. it's uh, last weekend. Whoa. Whoa. Everybody lost their minds, huh? Yeah, once again. And, uh, of course, we made the news. <laughs> our fair city. Of course, every That's, week. Our, our, I might add our body count was higher. We got lumped in, uh, you know, <laughs> unfairly at times. Unfairly? Unfairly, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's really not breaking news. And it's the same old thing every same week. Same old thing every week. Yes. It just, we're a distraction for the, for the, you know, lunatics that walk in the bars and Walmart but it wasn't the first week in June, July, July, July 4th weekend worse. Well, it, but that was like a six day weekend. You know? Oh, that's that, right. That was the that's problem. Right. <laughs> it started on Wednesday or Tuesday night. This was all in a span of three days, Friday yeah, through Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this was and mostly s Sunday was like deadly. It was bad news. I mean, Sunday was a rough day. Well, it all started uh, Friday night, yeah, when a five-year-old got shot in the leg. Well, he was sitting in the car while two adults are arguing. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Little kids getting shot on the front porch, the car, the crib, the day bed. Yeah. It, I, I, it, it, these are the shootings that drive me wild. <clears throat> it drives everybody wild, right? Because I think generally, you know, as police say in Chicago, public service homicide when them gangbangers are killing each other. Yeah. Problem is, is the bullets, <clears throat> you know, aren't. Aim properly. There's no fire discipline, and kids and innocents are getting shot and killed. It's people always on the streets, you know, uh, in traffic. Uh, the, the two ladies, the anti-violence ladies, that get killed a couple of weeks ago, right. right? They're standing on the street. They weren't targeted. One of them gets shot from half a block away. Stray bullet catches her. Boom, gone. I. It's just. It's insanity out there. It's just the uh, outrageous availability of illegal weapons and. Convicted gun guys out on the street after they've been locked up. I, I got to tell you, the police superintendent has got such a valid point. This whole thing of letting these dudes out on little or no bond is mind-boggling to me. It, I, I, you get caught with a gun, you need a really repressive bond. It was outraged. Yeah, you a ten thousand dollar bail. You're out for a thousand dollars. That's nothing. No, no, that that's uh, about an hour of selling dope on the street. Okay, you can make a thousand bucks easy. It's called the price of doing business. That's right. That's it's exactly what it is. They, these these gangbangers uh, they factor that into the yearly budget. Yep. You know uh, what's what, what's an accept, acceptable loss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure they're using those terms, but they they do know what the price of doing business is. They've got their Excel spreadsheet all lined up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got that Excel spreadsheet. I'm sure. Thousand dollars. I got the QuickBooks. Quick right. They know what the profit and loss statement year to date is. Thousand dollar loss. <laughs> No biggie. All right. We'll eat that one. Yeah. That'd be a donation to the public defender's office. Hey, you could probably deduct it, you know, on their yearly taxes. 
It would be a business expense. It's a business bond. expense, yeah. yeah. Bond. bond is a business expense. Yeah. They're not going to get audited down there on the south or west side, okay? The IRS is not sending auditors down there to check on their, if, if there's an income tax return even being filed. At the very least, it's a big inconvenience for yeah. these gangbangers. We, we just, but listen, Popo Court is in session, okay? And, and here, here's the solution to the problem. You get charged with possession of a weapon, and you're not really doing nothing, just a weapon, okay? Moderate bond, fine. You get caught out on bond when you're out on a weapon charge, I say a minimum 250000 bond. you got to come up with twenty five k, And you get caught a third time, no bond, all right? Because who's the repeat offenders of shooters, right? The guys yeah, who got yeah. the guns all the time. Yeah. This is what the superintendent screams about every week. And I don't know, I'm not the biggest Fox fan in the world, Fox and Friends over there, mm -hmm. but common sense would dictate... These guys with guns should be a high priority and no little candy-ass bonds for them. All right? We're going to drop the hammer on you. Make bond. You want to make bond on a $250,000 bond? Great. And we're going to home confine you. And, man, if that GPS buzzes on your butt, you're going back to jail for violation of your bond. Quit playing with these guys. I'm all about bond reform, but we're talking yeah, only we for non-violent, right? low-level offenders. These and are the guys these... that are killing seven people this weekend, wound 48, most violent weekend this year, right? I, it's out of control, and it is unacceptable. You get caught with an illegal weapon on you, and you, you shooting it. I mean, that's an attempted murder charge. I mean, and you're getting a $10,000 bond it's, on, on an electronic listen, monitoring. I don't, that's, I don't get it, all right? I don't either. And I don't think the sheriff is, you know, he's always complaining about the jail being overcrowded and the cost of it and people being in there for nonviolent effect. Yeah, I agree. It's stupid dope charge, okay? Minimum amount on you, you're carrying, you're clearly not dealing. Okay, give him a, give him a low bond, all right? But these gun charts, these are the guys who are committing the bad crimes. Yeah, you talk about uh, Dart. He was doing that interview where he clearly said 51 people who had been charged with first-degree murder, they're out of jail on home confinement pending trial. Are you kidding me? It's stupid. It's unacceptable. And he's right. And we have got to do... Listen, it's a real easy directive. If you're the state's attorney, you call down there to the bond court and say, folks, no more $10,000 bonds, Period. They're a gun charge. We're starting at 25 and going up. It's that simple. It, I mean, it, that's, that's how easy it is. Here's a directive. If the judge wants to lower the bond and give it to him, well, that's the judge's prerogative. But we're not participating in that party. Yeah, I mean, there should be a list out. Uh, CPD has a dashboard out now, right? Now. You, know, you could look at felony <laughs> yeah, offenders who's, who's, who's going, who's being let out on bond. Our, our public so much Fun and so forth. Defender was not crazy about that now, list. And, <laughs> and uh, you should have the same thing for judges who, uh, you know, let these uh, gun offenders out on low low bonds. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a running list. Listen, and I would start... Because they come up for, for, what? for election. You need, come election right. season. You need to put the judge who let this guy out on a $1,000 bond or an I bond, put him out front and center. Guess what? You know what? That'll stop real fast. These are not inconsequential cases. Nope. Gun cases are not inconsequential. Nope. nope. And you know what? It, it, listen, I hate repressive sentencing. I yeah, throw the key away and all that. Never works. Right, yeah. But if you want to stop the shootings, you got to take the shooters out of commission. Yeah, you and I both right? agree. You can't you can't jail your way to a safer society. No. You need you, you need proactive, you need uh you need to think outside the box. You need to you need to, a combination of many things. But 
Seriously? Well, $1,000 bail listen, on we, for a gun offense? We, we, we the citizens allow it to happen. And what is allowed will continue in every case. Never fails. It just never fails. And they need, you know, all the people in the world can declare to running for state's attorney. Could be the same old thing uh, two years from now. You've got to show them we mean business. And, and, I, and I think the police department often is on the wrong side of the PR thing. But on, on this case, man, I think they're right on the money. And this is the way you stop it. Lock yeah. them up. Don't let them out. Yeah. Let a jury let them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or a bench trial. Let, but don't you do it. Don't make these arbitrary decisions. Just turn these shooters loose on the street again. Yeah, our violent weekends, like I said, started last Friday at 5 o'clock when that uh, young kid, 5-year-old, was, five was shot. Yep. And when, then it blew up for the rest of the world on uh, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get to that, Paul. But thanks for starting us off. Paul, my nonviolent supporter of Accountability Tuesdays, low-level partner in crime. As the Chicago Popo Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, more to come, including... Why Minnesota wants to get in on the R. Kelly action. Daddy has some more explaining to do. Also, an Aaron Bullet to the Johnson leads to jail time for an Indiana man. Plus, another great store from Land Lakes, Florida. You know, where they churn that delicious butter. That <laughs> yeah. and more when we come back. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. My, ask your mom and she'll tell you. Man, cow, Muller, that's who. Monday, man, cow, me, here, you, be here on WLS. We're back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLSAM 890 Chicago, Saturday night. A little pressure going around the country this weekend, this past week, Lupe. We're at it again, Paul. What's with white boys and mass, crazy white boys and mass shootings? They all start to look alike, too, man. They're getting pretty easy to profile. Oh, yeah. You get this doofus-looking dude with bad eyeglasses, all right, and kind of that faraway strange look on their face. And when they're walking right. into the store, you, you might want to reach for that concealed carry. Or at least have one in the chamber ready to go. <laughs> I, right? don't know, I don't know what you Because the mean, dudes are all looking very much alike. I don't know what you can do with an AR, with an AR pointed at your face. Well, I say you better get behind them or to the side of them, all right? And, and, and unload quick. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, they are amateurs. They're just, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. I want to know it all. In Texas, where just about everybody and their brother has a gun on them, you go into a packed Walmart on Saturday, and no one's got a gun. I mean, that's 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 unheard of. I mean, it's a Saturday, mid Saturday after or no early Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, and they are jammed. I mean, really, it's. Do you carry your gun every single day when you go to the store, when you go get get some ice cream, when you go get a sandwich? When I mean, it's literally, it's so much. It really is pressure. It's 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 anxiety. It's it's do I, I mean, it's it's paranoia. Well, I yeah, tell society you, I, can't live like that. I, I can't live I, like I, that. It's so hard to live like that. But it, it, we, you better start getting paranoid. Are you going to wind up in a body bag? I, I'm telling you, man, it is. You can't carry a bar or a gun into a bar where where there's alcohol. All right, or near any or near in public places where alcohol is being served, but you can't be drinking. So, but in a bar in Ohio, they got bouncers. No one's coming in with a, a weapon, right? And 
but at Walmart, there's, I mean, everyone's usually packing something. <laughs> but if it wasn't for law enforcement who responded immediately and went running it, no SWAT team waiting, just oh, yeah, charged yeah, in there, yeah. man, and took this guy down, this guy walks away without a scratch on him. I mean, yeah, I never really heard how the whole thing went down, how they how they got him. I mean, did he just give up? Did he uh, uh As soon as the cops surrender? showed up and drew down on him, he dropped the gun and sure. threw his hands up. Okay, simple Cow- as that. Coward that he was. Mm-hmm. Killing innocent civilians, man. I mean, they, these are just... I'm kind of glad he didn't go down in a blaze of glory. I mean... Oh, uh, no. You... Public had, execution on these dudes. He had a singular. <laughs> he had a singular uh, message or a point to make. Just go in and indiscriminately shoot at people. I mean, he, according to his manifesto, it was about you know Mexicans. You know, the uh, invaders. All about, it's all about the brown people. But only only about eight Latinos were shot. Didn't, say, so. didn't say he was a good shot. He, he's just firing indiscriminately, like they most most of them do. Exactly, you exactly. You a crowded space, man, and this is a weapon that's going to do a lot of damage. You're in El Paso, 80, 80, a little bit over 80% of the population is Mexican, or I, of Mexican a, descent. I've, I've spent a lot of time there in El Paso. There are a lot of Mexicans there. I, I don't know if there's any Caucasians living there Yeah. <laughs> so the no, only, really, I have, and it's got Fort Bliss, <clears> Texas, a huge, huge military base. And there was a young uh, African-American uh, specialist man who, who bailed out a lot of kids out of that store, saved them, got them out. At the time, I was attending a funeral here in town, and uh, the news came out, and I was with uh, family members who just left El Paso. They lived in El pa- Paso for years, one of the safest cities in the country, low violence, low, low crime, and they came to Chirac because of other opportunities. Yeah. And they live on the North Shore. I mean, they went from... Really safe to, you know, about equally safe. Yeah, on the North Shore. Not a lot of shootings up on the North Shore. Yeah. Because if we had shootings on the North Shore like we have on the Southwest side, 82nd Airborne, 101st Airborne, 4th Infantry Division, they'd all be up there patrolling. They spend as little time as possible in Chicago, in the city itself. It's yeah. <laughs> a good idea. It's good <laughs> advice. <laughs> Like, what the hell listen, is going Listen on to your Chicago? cousin Lupe. I work in this city. Do not spend any time down here you don't have to spend, okay? Mm, Stay mean, up there on the North Shore. It's it's just it's just uh, mind boggling, and well, you know history's going to look look on us uh, and and, and going to hold people accountable. You know, people who stood silent and uh, complicit and, and not doing anything. Our leaders who aren't doing anything about this. Well, it just keeps happening over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. After Sandy Hook, nothing happened. After Sandy Hook, you think anything's going to happen? Going forward? Well, when you walk in and slaughter a group of first and second graders and kindergarten kids and nothing happens, no one's going to get too excited about a bunch of dudes getting killed in Walmart in El Paso, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Just a stat set. And what about Dayton? Dayton, Ohio. The guy with his sister. He's I, riding his I, car I with his sister and blows this, her away. Yeah, you know why? She had a black boyfriend. Almost all the victims in that uh, scenario were black. Mm-hmm. And he was with her and her boyfriend. Now, they're calling him a friend. I've seen it reported that it was her boyfriend. But he was sitting there drinking with him, left, and came back an hour later and lit everyone up. And now, allegedly, he was close to his sister. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At least, but I'll tell you what. On the surface, we're all close to our sisters, right? (laughs) Those dating cops. They took care of business, man. Oh, yeah. Within 30 seconds of the first. And they took them out. They did not play. Yeah. Kudos to the Dayton Popo. Great job. Stupendous job taking that dirt ball out.
they, did, they didn't hesitate, man. No. Which which has saved who knows how many lives, right? He had a lot of ammunition too. A lot of bullets, big gun. Lot it's of so damage. hard to talk about this, Paul, because it's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's depressing, man. Very right? depressing, right? This whole week, I'm sure the whole I country mean, was. You uh, and I, who make light of almost everything, yeah. are, are finding <laughs> it's it's tough to find some lightness in these stories. No. Except there are heroic people that yeah. that do what Americans do when the chips are down. The, the Army specialists at Fort Bliss, the Dayton cops in uh, in Ohio. I mean, they they just those are the. The shining lights in these evil stories. Well said. It's unfortunate they have to be shining lights in that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's here to stay, man. It's not going nowhere. Protect yourselves. Be situational uh, awareness, as Loopy says all the time, folks. See a crazy-looking white guy, short hair, young, glasses, looking around with no apparent business. Be I'm watchful. Not, I'm not as pessimistic as you, Paul. I don't think it's here to stay. You just have to uh, demand change at the ballot box. You have to vote out politicians who don't want change. Well, but we don't vote. That's the problem. Let's look at the city. You're lucky if 50% of the registered voters show up. No, no, you're you're lucky if 25% show up. So if nationally, Nationally, it's, it's even worse, right? And if it's raining or snowing or the wind's blowing, they don't go vote. Now, we're making it as simple as possible almost these days, We need right? to make it a national holiday. Voting day needs to be a national holiday. I, Everybody gets a I, day off. Know, I, I, let them vote on the Internet. And it, vote on the Internet. It'll jump 70%, 80%, I bet. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's security issues, but there's always security issues. F- fix it. you got to vote out these scumbags that, who are beholden to the gun lobby. Or, or any special interests. I mean, we could talk about pharmaceutical yeah, insurance, uh-huh. gas and oil. Okay, But specifically here specifically here let's get out there and vote people okay we're gonna hit the hole actually no we got a beat meeting paul we're gonna do a little beat meeting all right okay when we come back we've got uh politicians behaving badly oh. and uh oh really <laughs> and one of our guys is probably gonna be let out of jail we'll talk about that when we get back all right you've been listening to the chicago popo report on wls am 890 see you in a bit In 95 years, we've seen a lot of technology, including your smart speaker. Stay connected with us. Just say, hey, Alexa, open WLS. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Uh, we're back. Hope Nation. Lupe Acquire. Paul Cialino. WLS AM 890 Chicago. Folks, you can't listen live on Saturday night. Just go to take your little self over to WLSAM.com. Punch in that little podcast button, Chicago Popo Report, and you can listen to, listen to us all our glory all the time, nonstop. No weather, no traffic. It's it's the best. It's a Paul and Lupe marathon. <laughs> right. No silly commercials. None. Straight Paul right. and Lupe. That's right. Just 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 eat it up. Driving down. LSD drive, man, huh? Saturday nope. night, windows down, blaring a little Lupe and Paul. Soak it up, baby. With the honey? You got it. Right? Huh? <laughs> what could be finer in this fine city? I'm starting to sweat, Paul. Hey, guess who's coming home? Oh, uh-huh. let us guess. He might be home by the time this airs Saturday night. Ah, so let, they're letting go of my blago? Blago looks like Trumpy is going to commute a sentence. <sighs> Bloggy's probably going, what's what taking you so long, man? We, we've been kissing your ass since you got elected. I'm still here. I'm still in Colorado with gray hair. 
You want to know why Trumpy's going to let him loose? I'll tell you why. It's another form of distraction and because he's going to stick it to Obama again. Yeah, well, he doesn't like the Justice Department, right? <laughs> and so any anytime he could commute somebody or, or pardon him, I think he's pretty happy. And wait, wait, he, he wait, does, wait. let me tell you, absolutely the most active president in, in the way of pardons and commutations thus far. And that's that's a good thing, because a lot of these dudes he's kicking out are innocent. I'm not going to say that about Blago, and neither is he. He's going, well, uh, the sentence was really way too long. Right. And and Patty, she's been up there begging and uh, and and all manner of politicians. She, Patty's still Patty's still hanging tough. Huh? She's Patty's still with Blago. Hanging tough, man. She's hoping <laughs> Blago, you know, Blago might come home, sit around and eat bonbons and lay on the couch. I, I think Patty's got other plans for his butt. <laughs> she's got that Dick Mel money also. I mean, she's I don't, I don't you know. know. Dick Mel and Blago. Dick, Blago's in jail because of Dick Mel. True. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't know. How she much feels kind of guilty. I better stick with this guy because my dad. <laughs> I there, there's got to be a reason for sticking with him. Does Pritzker? Does his buddy Pritzker hang with him? I don't know. Huh? Let's revisit a little Pritzker Blago FBI tape. I've is, got this thing and it's. <laughs> Golden, and I, I'm just not giving it up for nothing, folks. That's our politicians at their finest, unguarded moments. I got this thing, and it's effing golden. It, that thing would be a United States Senate seat. Oh, that's the best huh? corruption line to and, beat all corruption our, our, lines. Our current governor, who's a uh, got some FBI issues going on with uh, you know scam property taxes and things of that nature. <laughs> does he does he embrace Blago? Is he in the welcoming committee? Is does Blago jump into his arms? Has JB made a pitch to Trumpy between hey between us rich guys? Give Blago a break. I'm, I'm guessing JB has not been pitching for Blago. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're pretty close on that tape. We should hear it again. Let's listen to that tape again. It's worth I've got this thing, and <laughs> it's golden, and I, I'm just not giving it up for nothing. I mean, that voice is so unmistakable. I mean... <laughs> that that is just, like the best, right? That is that is just the best stuff. I've got this thing. And when you're sitting there, man, in a courtroom, and they're playing it through the speakers, and the jury's looking at you, and half the jury's looking at it like you, hey, dummy, you're on a phone. Hey, couldn't you restrain yourself for five minutes? Couldn't JB jump in his, you know, private limo and hustle over to the house and you have a conversation, you know, with the radio playing in the background? <laughs> Something? <laughs> no, we're going to chat about it on the phone because we're too rich, too lazy, and, and too stupid not to. So Trumpy's going to commute his sentence. What does that necessarily, what does that mean? Paul? All it means is at, yeah, Trumpy waves the magic wand and goes, time served. You're done. Doesn't mean you're exonerated. Doesn't mean... That you, it's a wrongful conviction. You're still means, a convicted felon. You're still a convicted felon. But you're felon. no longer sitting in jail. Nah, you're sitting in the lovely arms of Patty. You're and, back and to Ravenswood, kids. Chicago. You're back to Ravenswood, man, Whoa. okay? Hanging out with your people. Like, right? he's going he's gonna to he's put on the tracksuit again and the shorts and run up and down uh, Ravenswood it, Boulevard it, as he always did. He's without a law license, though, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no law license and uh, not going to be running for political office anytime soon. Although in Chicago, though, you know, if you're a convicted felon, you know. I'm, I'm guessing he winds up with a radio show. It gives a little he's probably going to bump us on Saturday nights, the Blago show. He's got that street cred. He's got a lot of stories <laughs> oh, inside. Yeah.
Inside of sweeping know. the floors, yes. There's a lot of great stories coming out of that prison. He he, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of inmates uh, got some uh, high school degrees because of him. You know, well, some diplomas, some GED. <laughs> he was a, he was known as the professor in county. I got a business plan for him though. Okay, and, and the first client should be Tom Cullerton <laughs> in the state senate <laughs> because it looks like Mr. Cullerton he's going to jail pretty soon too. Embezzling mm, two hundred seventy-five thousand in salary and benefits from the Teamsters. He had the greatest of Chicago traditions for politics—a oh. no-show paying job, right? Yeah. And and he was so bold, they would call him up once in a while and go, "Hey, you know, we're paying you a lot of money. You think you could go do something?" And he'd be like, "No, no. not really. <laughs> I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm a I'm a state senator, dude. Come on, give this, me a break." This former truck driver for Hostess. <laughs> He had the gig to beat all gigs. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? He had it made. He's, he's, and he's a shirt tail relative of state pre Senate President John Cullerton, right? <laughs> I, I, you would think the Irish would be a little wiser in the ways of corruption, okay? Because, listen, you're on somebody's payroll. There's a whole bunch of people that knows this, like the women who's processing payroll or man. You you piss somebody off, yes. you're done. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people that can drop a dime on you. <laughs> and, does, and the U.S. Attorney and the FBI, do they love this phone call, right? Because it's a matter of going down to the Teamsters Union, handing them a grand jury subpoena for the payroll records and work records and time slips. And I you could that indictment gets written up in about 35 minutes. You don't have to talk to no one. You don't have to go in. It, it, it's it's the easiest indictment, the lowest of low hanging fruit. And man, is he going to get whacked? <laughs> if he's smart, he goes in there and goes, "I want to plead guilty." Like today, let's get this over with. By all accounts, it was uh, what's that Teamsters boss John Coley uh, who uh, started the uh, ball rolling on this thing when he uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, an uh, alleged outfit guy. Uh -huh. Uh, who's trying to bargain his way out of the uh, who's go? Yeah, he's on extortion charges, and yes. yeah, he agreed, to, he agreed to cooperate with the authorities and look, look cooperate. Who, hey, I got a state senator for you guys. How's that for cooperation? So he's singing. Yeah, look who came down the following the following day or two or following week. Yeah, Cullerton, uh, Coley Senior, right? He, uh huh. He's he's cutting deals wherever he can. Where is, there's no more honor among the thieves, man. <laughs> it's every man for himself, right? Look, I mean, in the mob, you think they're honor um, among the mobsters? Oh, you know, I know for certain guys, that. absolutely not. There are very close relationships he, between certain people. These are wannabe mobsters. No, they're, they're these no. are wannabe mobsters. They're not killing anyone. They're just you know stealing money left and right. They're stealing it with the pen, man. Yeah, it's, it's the way to steal. Here you go. The pen right? is mightier than the sword. There you go. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> and it's easier and it's less less harmful to your health in general. Oh well, yeah. But Blago's got this business. He's got all these guys, aldermen, state senators, uh, all manner of politicians getting ready to go to jail. He should start a little business. Okay. What's the business plan? Counseling. Uh, the business plan is come see me. Two hundred bucks an hour. I'm going to tell you how to survive prison, how to get a good assignment, how to get a good job while you're there, how to stay out of trouble, how to stay out of prison politics. How to not get shanked or raped. All right? I'm going to teach you how to do that. People will pay for that. By all accounts, yeah, he managed well in the uh, in the prison and, system. But knowing Blogger, he's going, and, and for an extra five grand, I'm going to tell you how to get a pardon or your sentence commuted from the president. <laughs>
<laughs> because it's going to be golden. We're going to take another break, Paul. So much crime, so little time. When we come back, we're going to talk about a Chicago police horse that gets knocked out. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. I've got this thing, and it's golden. And I'm just not giving it up for nothing. Hello. Caravans are bought and paid for with George Soros money run by the worldwide left. The daytime talk. Rush Limbaugh. 11 to 2. 890 WLS. Ah, uh, Chicago, we're back. Chicago Popo Report, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890. In Chicago, Saturday night. You get all the fun stuff that happened the past week from two real Chicago guys, not pretend fake guys. <laughs> pretend fake. <laughs> pretend fake interlopers who just show up, all right? We're, we're, we're stuck here. You and I are going nowhere. We're not just simple mouthpieces. We know what's going on in the city, That's folks. Right. We do know what's going on. <laughs> We've got boots on the ground telling us everything. That's right. I mean, we have a lot of sources. we got a lot of texts and emails and... Anonymous phone calls, I might add. <laughs> what you read in the local publications is not necessarily what's really going on. It will tell you. We've got a specific, actually, the, our next story, you know, goes right into that. What happened in our next story? A couple young people acting badly after a concert here. Well, say the very least, yeah, Lollapalooza brought out the, uh, you know, the little, <laughs> little misdemeanors and felons. Hey, you can't park that animal over there. It's illegal. Well, you know, Belushi may have knocked out that horse in Blazing Saddles, but these young lads did not knock out the police horse, did they? Yeah, it, it, t- it takes a little bit more uh, pounding to knock out a police horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kept, I'm guessing a couple light-in-the-ass lads from the concert half in the bag are not going to knock out a police horse. A couple hundred-pound kids are not going to do that. No, <laughs> but a core. But I mean, yeah, the story was uh, that they're breaking up. A, they're breaking up uh, a fight. Breaking up a scuffle, the, the CPD right. mounted unit, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, one of the horses just got punched. But according to boots on the ground, one of these little punks just you know casually walks up to the uh, to the police officer and you know, kindly asks him, "Can I pet? Can I pet the horse? Can I touch the horse?" I'm not sure whether he was you know a little bit drunk or just an yeah. idiot or whatever. But <laughs> the officer said, "No, you can't do that. It's not allowed." And he asked again, "Well, why not?" Can I please? He said, "Excuse me, no, sir." And he, then he goes and punches him after the third, after the second. No, <laughs> he didn't want to take no for an answer. Not right? A good move, huh? Little, little lala punk. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I bet his bow was a little bit higher than a thousand bucks, <laughs> is my guess. Okay, for punching the officer's horse. So it was more than just yeah, getting in the middle of a little you know teenage scuffle at Lala. These little punks actually, it was purposeful. Seventeen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. Well, that that is the Lawyer Employment Act for the next several months down at 26th Street. The lads' moms and dads are going to be writing big checks to resolve this one. Yeah, continue doing dumb stuff, you know. And there is a crime, teasing, striking, or tampering with a police animal. Right. Right? I, and I think a little bit of all three went out here, right? We did a little teasing, striking, and uh, tampering with a police animal. Who, who would have known there was a law in the books involving that? Anyway, it wasn't too bad. 31 people were arrested at the four-day fest, up from 12 arrests in 2018. It's uh, called employment security, Paul. Yeah, 116 ambulance transports down from 160. I guess the drugs were a little bit better this time around. 
I mean, after how many years you think they'd get that whole fencing situation down? I mean, uh, are you them. kidding me? I mean, <laughs> these kids are yeah. just jumping. I mean, they get all they get organized, right? And they just rush across Lakeshore Drive and just you know overwhelm the uh, the uh, the uh, the bike units and the uh, and the uh, hey, the foot patrol. And if they just you had the horse guys there, that wouldn't be happening. Okay, where are the horse guys when all this is going on? On I mean, Michigan it, Avenue, yeah. going off for the dollies on Michigan Avenue. That's where oh, they're absolutely. at. Well, absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you saw a video of it, but so a group of kids were jumping the fence, and they managed to get one kid with a prosthetic leg. He didn't get away because he wasn't fast <laughs> glad enough. they caught somebody. It wasn't a bionic pr- prosthetic leg, apparently. <laughs> they got him. Like I told you, if they had the horses down there, none of this would have happened. And the problem is, it's all kids down there. So the guys on the horses, there's no action with the kids, right? They know better. Now, if R. Kelly was in charge of the horse patrol, they'd all been down there. <laughs> R. Kelly wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do with himself if he was down there. There were too many teens down there for R. Kelly, right? Oh, my God. His head would have exploded. <laughs> That's right. But our, our horse guys are like, ah, I'm not messing with them under 18s. I'm down on Michigan Avenue where the money is, okay? I mean, seriously, you could, one, one kick from the from a horse and you're done. Oh, man. Are they back into you? There's there's, there's too much it's liability. Big, I mean, stupid animals, man. They hurt. You've got 30 kids rushing at, at, at a mountie unit? I mean, oh. these, these horses are going to freak out. Yeah, and they're going to bite you too, man. <laughs> they're gonna, and they got gonna big, do big-ass teeth on them horses. It's right? just they not going to swatch you with their, with, their, uh, with their tail. You're going to get stomped. Yeah, man. you're going to get pooped on too, maybe. Right? <laughs> yeah, you do not want to mess with a that horse. Been a sl- hey, you got a slip and fall case right there. Yeah. <laughs> you got a 1,500-pound animal doing a dance on you. It's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm actually glad Lala's done. It's such a It's a rough like four or five days. Does the city make money on it? I mean, what? They have to. They have to. They better. They do. They should. I mean, this is, it's just a, it's insanity every year. On top of the tourism dollars, the local dollars, I mean, there's so many kids coming in from, from everywhere. I mean, it's, it's a huge event. It's, it's, it's kind of cool, but it does tend to get out of hand. All right, Paul, let's head over to Rogers Park. You know, I have. Oh. Much hood, love, the, much Lu- love for Rogers Park. Loopy's hood, man. Rogers Park. I'm the, un- the unofficial ambassador. Of yes, yes Park. you are. Yes, everybody knows you. So yeah. everybody knows your name up there. When something happens in Rogers Park, we make sure the whole city knows about it. Yes, we do. <laughs> Rogers Park gets a lot of play on this show. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. Lincoln Park, no. Any other park, no. Rogers yeah. Park. Yes. So yeah, bicyclists got shot at last week. That's kind of. Weird. Every time I see a Rogers Park story, you think I, of course, of me? I think of you. <laughs> no one of Loopy's involved with that. Are you in on that action? <laughs> when I see a bicyclist, a bicyclist was shot, now I'm really worried because I'm thinking, what if Loopy did get shot? I could do this stupid show by myself. <laughs> no, unless we're doing it from uh, Mercy Hospital together. I'm going way too fast to get shot on my bike. No, you, no, you, no. Flying bicycles are more of a problem for you. Than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. Bullets, yeah. right? But apparently, uh, yeah, this happened uh, early in uh, early morning hours, and uh, there we go. The uh, victim is not the victim is not cooperating. Oh. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm guessing he was involved somehow. Somehow, yeah, yeah. little yeah. gangbanger and gangbanger per- action. Some member of a, a social club up there in Rogers Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one that involves the gang crime unit of Chicago Police Department area north. North and it's and, and and it's not the Gaylords, okay? It's more like the Latin Kings or the uh, you know the yes. disciples of yeah. some kind. 
the victim's not cooperating. So I, and I've been in the emergency room when the popo walk in and talk to a victim, and they go, I'm not talking to you. And the popo go, all right, <laughs> see you later. Uncooperative <laughs> Unco- 19 Paul, this that, one. <laughs> that's right. It's about a 30-second visit. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> Peace out. Yes. (laughs) Maybe next time you won't be so lucky. Maybe next time you'll just be dead. We don't need you to cooperate. (laughs) Less paperwork. But we, uh, well, several weeks ago, we talked about a young guy, master's uh, program student at Northwestern. First day in the city, out buying groceries at the bus stop, gets killed. Tragic story. This is one of our first, uh, one of our first topics uh, back in the fall. Yeah. I mean, this very, very bright, uh, good-looking kid, man. He's a first day in Chicago. Just landed in Chicago, bought yeah. a condo right there on uh, at the Evanston side. L- literally, he hadn't spent one night in the city. Going across the street to do some little shopping at the uh, local grocery store. Yep. Walking back home. Catches that bullet. Yeah. Now, at the time, nobody knows if he's targeted or whatever the story is, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, props to the CPD detectives, man. They made an arrest this week. Deontay Speed, 20-year-old. Uh, he's got a violent uh, criminal record. What a shock, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. They got him at the 7500 block of North uh, Clark Street. Uh, that's where it happened. That's where it happened. Right, but they had him on bad videotape. Oh, bad, bad. Very grainy. I mean, they did some heavy investigative work, heavy detective it, work on this one. And, and somebody narked our shooter. Oh, absolutely. And then the shooter kind of told on himself, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, you know, house of cards. And they traced the gun. Mm-hmm. Back to him, but a great job by uh, CPD detectives on this one, man. A lot and, of hard work finally paid off. This yeah. guy's going down. They're, they're, uh, the only way he's walking is he ain't walking. It's going to be a plea bargain, or he's going to go to trial and get whacked. Great job, guys. Hopefully, it brings some comfort to uh, his uh, his mom and his I'm parents sure and his loved ones. Uh, we're going to take another break. We're going to hit the hole when we come back. We got some R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett news. Your favorite. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. Balance. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, welcome back, people. Lupe Acquire, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890 in Chicago, Saturday night. And I got to self-correct. It wasn't Belushi who punched the horse in Blazing Saddles. It's the late, great Alex Karras, former football player, Hall of Famer for Detroit Lions, tough guy from the steel mills in Gary. Uh, he punched the horse. I got to tell you, Alex Karras probably could knock out a horse. But I digress. Back to more mundane. You think he could knock out an alligator? Uh, he'd eat it. <laughs> Okay, he could eat one live. Alex was a bad dude, my friend. There was nobody to be trifled with. Well, alligators are back in the news, Paul. Uh, you know what? We, did did we become Louisiana? We got swamps in Chicago. What's going on? We're the, we're the uh, swamp of the uh, Midwest. I guess we Chicago. are. Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah. Popo recovered another alligator the other day. Ah, some uh, fine but not, but police not in, work. Not in Humboldt Park. No, no, no. <laughs> Where was this alligator? Talking look? about the northwest side, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but not only alligators. We got some... Guns and we got some narcotics, the trifecta. But the alligator was the lead lead oh, part absolutely. of the story. This story would not have made the news if no, the alligator no, wasn't in. No, he would not. Three foot alligator. Three foot alligator. Yeah. Wait, so just imagine cute. if they walk up on a thirteen foot alligator one day. So cute, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm predicting a ventilation of the alligator if the popo 
come into the house and there's a 13-foot alligator coming at him. All manner of bullets are going to be flying in the direction of said alligator. I mean, I think you'd have a little bit more time. Let's say a pit bull was, you know, you know, running towards you as opposed to an alligator. You've got some time to back up, create some distance, you know. Them alligators move quick, bro, in short burst. They they could be on you pretty fast. Yeah, them little alligator that. arms aren't good at reaching for a check at Gibson's, okay? <laughs> but, but they're pretty good at eating your leg. <laughs> we call them those T-Rex arms. <laughs> T-Rex arms. Oh, I can't reach that check. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll pay. <laughs> yes. We, we've both been the victim of that on more than one occasion. So yeah, well, hey, as of uh, as of today, they have no arrests. On, you know, on this warrant search. Just, just the alligator was arrested on this one. That's it, right? No, it just no found human, a house with dope guns and an alligator. No human bodies, just the alligator. Everybody was gone. Everybody. I wonder if they got a phone call. Hey, friendly alderman, maybe. <laughs> run into, there's another job for Blago. You could run protection for the boys. Or you could run for alderman. I don't think he can run as no. a convicted federal really? prisoner on parole. <laughs> I think he might have a problem getting on the ballot with that baggage. Well, there you Although, go. Although, this is Chicago. Maybe his buddy JB, who will, you know, who's so fine of chatting on the phone, will get, get an exemption for him. Right? Get a waiver from the election commission. Well, my friend Blago. If Blago can't run for all of them, but I think, I'm pretty sure once Smollett, when Jesse gets his thing all, you know, <laughs> taken care of, he could, he could come back to Chicago and uh, revive his image. Might want to do that because the acting career is not looking too good right now. He, by the way, in the final season of his TV show, uh, he will be absent. He's not going to be on that show. Oh. He's going to be on his honeymoon, according to the plot. I've never seen one episode, Paul. It was pretty good the first year. After that, it got bad. They were just dialing it in. I would just always get accept, uh, upset because uh, they would often shoot in the West Loop where I live, and uh, they would close down the streets. Uh, <laughs> mess up your class, bicycle riding, and mess up my you know my walk to my yoga class. Uh, you know, I I couldn't go get my uh, matcha uh, frappuccino. You know, yeah, <laughs> just, it just just mess everything just upsetting up. Upsetting that yuppie life, huh? Exactly. Just just ruining it. <laughs> That yuppie life. That's right. No yoga today. No frappuccino. What's the world coming to? Hey, I guess I'll go up to Rogers Park and solve a crime or two. I can't show off my skinny jeans. Man, (laughs) what's going on here? Stupid filming. I'm getting paid for this. Damn empire. Uh, So, yeah, Jesse's back in the news. One more Uh, year. Yeah, one more. Jesse and his lawyers are back in the news, right? Yeah, they're asking a federal judge to dismiss the lawsuit demanding the empire pay back. 130,000 smacks. Are you still fighting that, you know, that civil lawsuit from the city? That case is going to be settled, my friend. Okay? <laughs> it's never going to go to court. Judges aren't going to dismiss it. They're going to settle that case. Lawyers are making a lot of money out of it, and they call it a perverse tactic. They're getting belligerent now, Paul. Well, that's what lawyers do, right? <laughs> <laughs> and anything they say or do in legal writings, they, they can't be held accountable for so, so they the, could call it anything they want at this point. So the next hearing on this matter is scheduled for August 13th. We will update you. I'm going to tell you, the Popo Court, I say 50000 Everybody goes home a winner. I say, you know, I don't think, I don't think we're going to settle. I don't <laughs> think the city will settle on this one. They're not backing down because we're going to look like a bunch of, you know, punks pandering to this Hollywood and we we already did that. <laughs> That's even already more. done. Even more. Even more. Even more. Now, now we're in reverse, trying to backpedal and make it all all good. 
It's going to be difficult. Trying to save some face, Paul. So I don't think they're going to settle. It's, it's just, it'll be. Well, Jesse's lawyers will appreciate that. Irredeemable. Because they will be getting paid uh, regardless of being settled or not settled. Or, as long as there's writing paper and showing up and getting on airplanes and such. And I got to tell you, it's not too tough to watch the lovely Tina walk down the ha- ha- hallway of 26th Street and her 4-inch heels. One thing about attorneys, we get paid up front. <laughs> if you're smart, you do. <laughs> In any event, just, just the ongoing soap opera, which should be a TV show. We should write the script, man. Okay, We could sell that thing. Netflix, 80, 80 million. We're 80. good. We're good to go. Netflix, 80, yeah. yeah. We, It'll we, be a lifetime movie. Not Netflix. We want a series. Okay. We want to get paid. We want that residual money, man. Right. And we'll throw in R. Kelly, too, as, a, as, yeah, a, as an extra. We can write a, what happened? Robert has got problems in Minnesota now. So Minnesota wants in on the action. It's fourth criminal prosecution in three states now. Bro, oh this, is, this is from 2001. It didn't even have sex with anybody on this oh one, okay? God, oh my This, this God. is an 18-year-old case. There must be no statute of limitations in Minnesota for anything, right? Generally, no. criminal For a criminal sexual assault beef, there really aren't any uh, <sighs> no statute of limitations. Oh, I mean... I, it, it, Talk about piling on. You know what this is all about, right? Somebody wants their five minutes of fame, some prosecutor, and they're just going to force this guy to come to the table, man, and take a plea. If he's smart, because I got to tell you, I don't think he's going to get a not guilty in federal court. And it's a distinct possibility he could beat the Cook County case. He beat it before. It's the same case, essentially, again. Greenberg's going to make everybody look like world-class liars in that case. If you get the right jury in the box, he could walk on the Cook County case, but he's not going to walk on those federal cases in New York and Chicago. So what's that? What's that Minnesota charge again? One count of engaging in prostitution with someone underage and one count of hiring a person under 18 for sexual purposes. He paid her $200 to take off her clothes and dance for him in a hotel suite. And call him daddy. And call him daddy. Yeah, we know he likes the daddy thing. Although I'm sure the Minnesota prosecutors were well-versed in Robert and daddy. So that that got added into the indictment at some point. So she she called the uh, the tip line uh, that Fox and Friends set up um, a few (laughs) months ago. Remember that? So she called the tip line, and then they forwarded her... uh, uh, which she had to say to uh, Minnesota authorities, and then they followed up, and here we are. Well, and our friend Gloria Red, she's an attorney for the... Uh, she's representing her, that's yeah, right. she is. Maybe she had a little something to do with this one, too. Because she likes to see her name in the paper. Oh, absolutely. As... She likes to pile on, too. I yes. mean, hey, why not? And she's not currently under indictment by the feds, so she maybe a little bit more credibility. I mean, this is up her alley. I mean, yeah, she's she's handled a number of these high-profile cases. Well, Robert, the problems continue. No money coming in. Locked up at the MCC. It's been a bad year for him, huh? (laughs) Not doing too many concerts and recording music or anything fun. (laughs) Nothing fun. It's all involving orange jumpsuits and long bus rides. That's right, Paul. We're going to take another break. Hit the pause button. When we come back, we've got... uh the CTA in the news, they're changing their policy regarding doggies. All right, we'll let you know what that's all about. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. Did you- John Howell, you know who you are. Have a great weekend. Lauren Cohn will sit in for me Monday at 5 with the news and newsmakers. WLS AM 890. Who let the dogs out? Hooter! Hooter! Hooter!
Personal dogs, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. We're out tonight. WLS AM 890 in Chicago. You might find this hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen. We have a dog story. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Yeah, we got to <laughs> do a little story about some dogs, about the puppies. All right? <laughs> we got we to, this is a good story. I'm kind of sad by it. I am Tell too. the truth. Yes. I kind of felt a certain level of comfort when I'm on the uh, the CTA lines, whether it's red, you know, purple, blue, orange, dogs you name it. If I, saw, if I saw a big dog, yeah. muzzled dog with a handler, I felt kind of safe. I don't yeah, know about the you. The problem is they're muzzled. Why, why do you get a muzzle on them? <laughs> what, what's the point of having a big, mean dog if he's muzzled? You could take that muzzle right off if you need it, but I mean, they don't just want to accidentally nip and, nip and chew somebody. I think for entertainment value, you should walk around with them unmuzzled. <laughs> You've got to be smart enough not to walk too close. Oh, yeah. Right. Don't get too fresh with the handler. No, but CTA but... said we don't want no more dogs on the CTA, right? No more stinking dogs they on don't our don't want them dogs. They, they don't help. <laughs> I beg to differ. I think they do. There's some just uh, intrinsic value to having a you know a guard dog on the train. With guards, are, uh, guards, dogs are a deterrent, man. Mm -hmm. They they absolutely properly trained. Yes, and good handlers. Good right? handlers. The yeah. problem, of course, is CTA's got some no doubt politically connected guards, private security firm who's now got dog handlers, and they said, hey. Most dog handler applications for the guards were deficient. Mm -hmm. Translate that usually means they were convicted felons flying for the job. <laughs> didn't, didn't, the only thing they knew about dogs is they didn't like them. They'd get bit by them when they were doing burglaries. How did this felon get this job? Yeah, yeah, a dog. Because <laughs> Alderman so-and-so's cousin owns the place, right? And, they, <laughs> and he or she sits on that committee. That's how they got that job. But AGB Investigative Services started providing canine security uh, in May, taken over from a previous firm. They didn't last long, Loop. Uh, what are no. we, in August? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. No. May, June, July, and hardly August. Boom. No more dogs. Man, they screwed up the whole program. They had a couple options floating around. They said, you know, two handlers and one dog, just in case, because there was an incident where, uh, you know, a handler was getting messed with or a dog was getting messed with, and you couldn't, you couldn't, it's just it's hard to manage both situations if you've got a dog, I yeah. guess. So here's have two handlers. An idea. Let the dog loose. Okay, that solve a lot of problems right there. Dogs are smart animals. They don't know when to stop, you know, uh, gnawing on that leg. Those canine dogs know how to gnaw. Mm -hmm. They're trained to gnaw, and they will gnaw. Yeah. They'll gnaw until you pull them off. <laughs> and that hurts, man. I ain't a bit barky. Jumps on that leg or arm, and he starts gnawing. He, he has your full attention. So that was one incident. And there was that other incident a uh, couple of months ago involving Miss Felon Smith. She remember she was on the train on the red line. Her uh, she lost her phone. She jumped down on the line of tracks, and yes. uh, she got hit by the train. So the kid, there was a canine. Uh, there was a canine uh, handler handler involved. You know, he really couldn't do much. There's really not much he can do. And the train conductor, that was the other fallout from that incident. He got fired because of that incident. I seen the videotape. He's waving at people on Does the street. Does he have enough time to stop that train? Did he, hey, I mean, hey, it's within seconds, right? I, them trains don't stop real easily, okay? I mean, it's a lot of weight moving at a high rate of speed. They're going like, what, at least 50, 60 miles an hour? They're moving, Coming into man, that train station? And, and let me tell you, trains do not stop quickly. Yeah. And you're down on them tracks... 
It's it's not not going to end well for you. No. Not a movie. You're not going to drop down and not get run over. You're, you're going to get the full force of uh, several thousand tons coming at you. How about this? Invest in uh, some system that'll you know will stop the trains or alert someone if someone jumps on the tracks. Some some. I, you know what, man? There, there's technology out there that could detect human being yeah. or some something on the tracks that shouldn't be there. Other than a rat that's always on right. it, you know, yes. moving around. <laughs> the two-legged rats or the four-legged ones. Something, yeah, <laughs> something over 100 pounds jumps on the tracks. There should be where the the uh, the lines get, you know, no electricity to lines. 40 pounds, right? No 40-pound rats running around. There or, you go. A kid, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Electricity to the line stops. Yep. Everyone gets alerted. We could do that. There you go. Problem solved, Paul. There we go. Popo report solves another big problem in the city of Chicago. Oh. You're welcome, city. That's right. Mayor, all, all the mayor has to do two hours Saturday night, listen to us. We, we solve half her problems for her. We're going to be come accountability Monday. She walks in and go, all right, Popo report said. Wait, 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 wait. We're wait. doing this. It's no longer accountability Monday. Oh, what's it called? We've got accountability Tuesday oh, now. Oh, back to accountability Tuesday because Monday's too busy from the fallout on the weekend. <laughs> you got you to get your crap prepared from what happened, yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Monday's not enough. There's not enough time. You got to do it on Tuesday now. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever said the job was easy, man. And then it's it's gonna it's gonna go to Wednesday. It's gonna call accountability hump day. Yeah, <laughs> accountability hump day. And then uh, maybe you know, it, maybe a job for Blago when he gets out. He, he could chair the meetings. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, everybody. We're, we're gonna have our meeting today. Okay, he could be a job for him, right? Yeah. So former governor, former was he a congressman too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got he's got the political resume. <laughs> It probably worked for free at this point. <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to say one more thing about this whole move by the CTA. Okay, instead of having a handler and a and a canine, now it's just you know two 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 guys, just you know security <laughs> officers. That means it's going to be two people on their cell phones, not paying attention, <laughs> as opposed yeah, right. to as opposed to just the handler and the dog, you know. Surveying the land. At least, at, the, least, at least the dog wasn't on Facebook seeing who liked them today, right? The do- yeah, the, at least dogs, you know, they're trained. They've got some wherewithal. They see danger. They they, they have that sixth sense that, you know, someone, something's going to happen. And, you know, they'll be somewhat alert while the handler's on his phone, on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, whatever. <laughs> now we're going to have two, you two know, distracted. Facebook and Instagram, exactly. right? Walking around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just going downhill. <laughs> Really? <laughs> That's shocking. Why have anybody? Why have any? Why have security right. on? on, on? Right. Just, just have. Get, put the cameras up. Let the Pope. Let the Geek Squad watch it. Okay. Let's just. Uh, yeah. Dispatch you guys to a problem. Roll the dice on that. That's one. right. Save a lot of money over there in security services. So what's next on the lineup? Uh, I don't know. We uh, we remember oh, the story Hunley. about Let's the go to kid. Hunley. Gets duct taped to the pole and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and gets his. It was a big bully story, right? Yeah, media loved it. Not a lot happening up in Huntley, apparently. I don't, I don't even know if Huntley has a police department. Probably not. But <laughs> there was an incident. What happened? The kid, kid claimed they've been duct duct taped to a pole by candy stealing teens. Turns out. Yeah, they were messing that. around with duct tape and duct taped themselves to this pole. Yeah. What kind of idiots are these? They live in Huntley, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, not that everybody in Huntley's an idiot, but apparently uh, these two little geniuses were. 
And the story was hot for a, a New York second, and uh, it's not so hot anymore. Yeah, all because of uh, Fortnite. They blamed it on Fortnite. <laughs> Which, incidentally, there was like a big Fortnite tournament a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. some kid won like $3 million. My uh, eight-year-old was... grandson, Chase, reminded me of that, told me that he wanted to be uh, in, the, in the video game business. I said, uh, son, the chances of you winning $3 million are, are slim and really none, okay? So forget it. School starts the 20th. Get, get your butt back in the class. Yeah, these uh, these kids falsely claimed that two teens wearing Fortnite T-shirts had taped had taped one of the boys to the pole after taking their candy. But through great interrogation efforts of the and uh, surveillance, uh, that's footage. that's right. They solved this crime. The popo came through and said, "Ah, not so fast. We don't have any bullies in Huntley." Big brother in the sky. That's right. Set this story straight. That's right. But no official disciplinary action will be taken against the young lads. Right? They said they had, that kids just need to be learn to be truthful at all times. And the difference between right and wrong. That'd be a good advice for most popo departments, too. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> We're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, we got another story involving uh, our favorite rideshare personnel, okay? And some scams are trying to pull. Uh, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Chicago for 95 years. 890 WLS. Everybody was coming for fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. Ah, uh, Popo Nation, we're back. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Saturday night. And folks, hey, you can't hear us live. WLSAM.com. 24-7, listen to that Popo report. And uh, yeah, we go over to Far South Side, 103rd St. Lawrence. A uh, little kung fu fighting going on over there in the Vietnamese nail salon, bro. This one really bothers me. <laughs> really bothers me. Oh, this is me. a tragedy, huh? <laughs> a big tragedy. I mean, we have these business owners, Vietnamese family. You know, the roads in the neighborhood, who knows how long they've been there. But they they set up shop. They're investing in the neighborhood when nobody else will. And nobody okay. is going to, is running over to 103rd and St. Lawrence, uh, the, the rent a storefront. They're providing, <laughs> they're providing a service, nail salon services, yeah. you know, yeah. Manny Petties, you name it, you know, you get to go there, get your hair did, whatever, you uh, name it. <laughs> so, uh, just but hardworking immigrants trying to make a living. Exactly. In a neighborhood they don't necessarily They're not under the best of conditions generally. <laughs> aren't appreciated or, you know, want to see them there. But they're investing in the neighborhood, paying taxes, you name it. And when somebody doesn't pay their bill, I get really upset. How am I gonna pay the rent? How am I gonna pay my taxes? How am I gonna pay pay my employees if you don't pay your for your services? And you can't charge people up front because then you're being a racist idiot and so there's a lot of uh, trust that goes on in these sort of businesses. Exactly. I'm going to provide a service, and I expect you to pay me when I'm done. And when you run out on these services, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and grab you and kick you in the butt, you know, and show you how upset I am. Yeah, you well, know, how'd that turn out for him? <laughs> it was on videotape too, wasn't it? This whole thing it went viral. It went viral. The phones came out, my friend. Okay. Yeah. And then we then we got the community activist Jamal Green. What he doing down there in the neighborhood? He, that ain't his hood, is it? Uh, he's threatening to stop the cash flow. You know, you're gonna treat, Jamal, gonna treat our on, community Jamal. members like this. Forty dollars, really, Jamal? Come on, 
crazy lady decides not to pay her bill. The Vietnamese react appropriately, like, hey, accordingly, exactly, right? Or I'm calling a popo, exactly. And the phones come out, and it becomes a racial incident. And it, I might add that the Vietnamese, in my experience, are probably the least bit racial people on this planet. Hey, they're just hard working. Yes, they are hard working people, man. You got the lovely wheat, and there's about sixty two hundred. Vietnamese nail salons out there. I mean, about whatever is 300 feet. Especially running the nail salon, all the fumes you have to, you know, you're around all day it, long. It it's is probably a not dirty, good. Nasty yeah. immigrant type job that they do. Yeah. And that they kind of cornered the market on. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. it is a job nobody else wants to do. Exactly. Right? Nobody. Exactly. They're not taking jobs from no one, right? Because no one wants to do it. Exactly. They're just they're providing a service where. They feel it's needed, mm-hmm. right? They, they're looking for location, location, location. And and then, you know, the, then the stuff hits the fan. And Jamal Green, you know, he starts <laughs> threatening to Jamal. stop the cash flow up in there. <laughs> and then he, should, he tells them to take their shot back to their own neighborhood. You know, if you can't respect us, you know. Yeah, and you're taking our money. You should go back to where you came from. Ah, Ooh, come on, that's a little bit too. That, that's you, a little bit too much, Mr. <laughs> Green. Are you serious? <laughs> really? Yeah. Go back to, to Vietnam, all right? We don't. We go, don't need your kind up here on the south side. Go back to where you came from. <laughs> oh, exactly. Man. Well, someone else paid the lady's forty dollar bill. The, uh, a a a person with some common sense. Well, can you imagine that shows up and goes, "Listen, just stop all the nonsense. Here's forty bucks. Let's move on." I guess that's what we're going to do, move on. Yeah, we're going to move on, all right? Oh, <laughs> we said our piece about Mr. Love, Green. Okay? Yeah. We love the story, but uh, I'm not sure uh, we, we could milk the $40 Vietnamese nail salon owner and Jamal Green any further. We've defended <laughs> these uh, hard-working Vietnamese business owners I, for about five minutes, I, and we I, need to move on. I think we should get some discounted man petties for this one, huh? We, we leave Manny the petties. show tonight. We'll drive down to, down the to Vietnamese, Roseland. They work 24-7. Down to Roseland. Let's go down to Roseland. <laughs> we'll be there by 10 o'clock. We can get it done. <laughs> Have a couple, two, three beers. I bet, I bet they serve some kind of beer in there. Or a mean bowl of foe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, moving right along. I love foe. Uh, I do too. The rideshare crime family's uh, back in the news. Uber's back at it again. What'd they do? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Lance Bainer, thirty-nine-year-old uh, Lance Bainer. But in, in, in and, and enterprising, th- very enterprising, actually. Yes, he is. But in fairness to our favorite crime family, Uber. Lance really wasn't a member, was he? He wasn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lance pretended to be an Uber driver. Played himself. Yeah, so you gotta find you gotta find uh willing uh victims. Willing, but I mean extremely drunk. <laughs> who who need a ride. My guess is though, some members of the Uber crime family are reading this story. <laughs> They're scratching their head. Going Why on. didn't we think of this? <laughs> That's right. We can do this. <laughs> this guy cornered the market on this scam. Well what did Lance do? He's prowling bars and restaurants in the loop in River North, Loopy's favorite area. March and July, and he withdrew more than twenty four thousand cash. From four victims' accounts, including nineteen thousand taken from one in mid-July. Who keeps nineteen grand in their checking account? Uh, someone with a lot of money to spare, I guess. <laughs> and Lance, Lance snagged that though. Oh my God, this guy's got an eye for a sucker, right? <laughs> so- <laughs> now, now listen, uh, uh, listen. You could shoot somebody and get out of jail on a thousand dollar bond, right? What was Lance's bond for uh, ripping off the good citizens of River North in the Loop? We're talking 150000 Yeah, Lance had to come up with fifteen k to walk for identity theft and a criminal enterprise charge. Listen, people. <laughs> Rideshare, 
if you're or if you're waiting for Uber, if you're waiting for Lyft or any other new rideshare company that pops up, you do not have to show them your credit card. Okay, it's all you know yes, yes. in the system. Right. Okay. Yep. You know, but if you're extremely drunk, you're going to forget that. And and Popo listeners, you may find this hard to believe, but Lance was on felony probation for identity theft convictions, prior ones. All right? It's what he knows, Paul. He's perfected his craft. He he just come right back out and and went at it again. He was living pretty good for a little while, though, right? There's always going to be willing victims, Paul. This is is a willing victim. And Lance... These are willing victims. Lance got caught by surveillance video. I mean, gangsters, when you walk up to the ATM, the camera is always running, my friend. Always. Wear a mask. <laughs> Pull a hoodie up over your face, okay? Put a little stash on. Uh, get some... Uh, Dark glasses. Yeah, you know. Some, some whatever. Big ears, big, 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 get a big nose going. Uh, whatever. Bozo nose. Yeah. Bozo nose, big, yeah. Big red bozo mm-hmm. nose, yes. Dark glasses. Be tough to ID in court later on. There you go. All right, but Lance is caught. I'm sure the banks covered the uh, lost funds. Right. Right? And what are we off to? Let's see. Uh, we got a man who was using an internet registry to track down and beat up <laughs> pedophiles and sex offenders. Oh, well. <laughs> you were a convicted sex offender. You're... Your information is public. It's out there. It's out there. But you've you've paid your debt to society, mind you. But you still have to be on this registry, right? Of course, you know that's that's. Your what, neighbors want to know if you're living next door. Yeah, in right? case you go back to your, you know, Evil nasty ways. ways. Yes, yes. So, but uh, this vigilante, uh, he was also a victim of uh, child abuse and molestation. Well, that's what he <laughs> says. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's documented, but uh, Jason Vukovic, forty-three year old, huh? He he got hey, listen. What happened to him? <laughs> Called himself the avenging angel, oh, seeking Jason. justice. People deemed him a vigilante hero. Huh? He's a hero. Yeah, yeah. For beating up the registered sex offenders. By the way, with a hammer. <laughs> he used to beat him with a hammer. His heart was in the right way, in the right place. But you know, once he tracks down these uh, sex offenders, you know he would hit them well, over well, the head. That's so hard to track down, by the way. <laughs> hit him, yeah. So he he hit one man, uh, but uh, let's see, men with the hit with this Hummer. Hit him with the Hummer. Uh, oh, the left, Hummer, the vehicle. Him, his Hummer, yeah. yeah. Left him unconscious, and then he also robs him. <laughs> well, hey, while, you, while I'm here, I while might I'm as, here, okay. <laughs> I might as well get some money for my troubles. <laughs> I, I committed one felony. Another one's really not going to make a difference in sentencing, okay? Well, I'll plead that one out. <laughs> so, all right, we tip our hats off to a Mr. Vukovic, okay? Your heart was in the right place, but your execution was a bit off, okay? We're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, we've got... <laughs> We've got funky crime and punishment time, and uh, in our happy ending segment, we've got the Cook County Sheriffs who are searching for Bobby Fisher. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Guy who ran for president, I don't know if you remember his name, comes down an escalator, he became president on the basis of basically being him. Vince Shapiro, the daytime talk, 2 to 5 weekdays, 890 WLS. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. It's here, the big close, the, fina- the finale. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report on WLSAM 890. 50,000 screaming watts. Bouncing around your little sports car. Driving down Lakeshore Drive with the honey. 
We're done almost, man. This is it. Hey, Paul, honey or two? Okay. Maybe two honeys, right? Yeah, a couple, two treats. Yes, that's right. It's the <laughs> Chicago way. That's right. And where we go. What? I love the next story. Huh? Another murder case <laughs> down in Georgia. Huh? What happened, Loop? Well, it didn't involve an, uh, a, a weapon or a gun or, or shots fired, which is kind of weird because isn't Georgia like uh, one of those states where you can carry a weapon anywhere? My friend, Georgia's a constitutional carry state, which means <laughs> there's no background. If you got a gun, strap it on and walk down the road, okay? It doesn't matter how big or how many bullets it holds. You could do whatever you want in Georgia. But this great American team, he did it the old-fashioned way. He choked his sister for messing with his Wi-Fi signal. Hey, she she changed the Wi-Fi password and it kind of ticked him off, didn't it? Yeah, man, he wants to play his video games, man, without interruption or disruption. You know what I'm saying? But his 20-year-old sister, she was like, you know what? I'm sick of the video game thing, all right? You're driving us all nuts with this video game stuff. Here's what bothered me about this one, Paul. Okay, so she gets in she gets in the middle of her mom and, and, and the brother arguing over the Wi-Fi password, all right? Yeah. Okay, so then she starts getting strangled and choked. What does the mom do? Why doesn't she pick up like a, a chair, uh I don't know, a broomstick, a frying pan and knock him over the head? I'm, so I'm he's good. choking her for fifteen minutes until the cops get there. I'm guessing mom liked him better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I'm thinking that's the problem here. She was doing the family a favor. <laughs> I could have enjoyed a silence. Think her mom was hanging around, probably. Like, I'm the mom. mom harder. I'm Come surprised on. the mom didn't get charged too. Fifteen minutes is a long time. Fifteen? You can you can't do anything. You can't get this this punk off your sister. I guess not. Huh? <laughs> I, I guess not. And deputies tried. Uh, the deputies show up. He's still choking her. Yeah, they had to break him off her so they could do CPR. Wow. I mean, you know how, how pit bulls, when they bite someone, they have that lock jaw? What did he have? A He's hand a jaw? Arm. A lock, <laughs> lock arm, arm on her? I mean, <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Georgia, bro. Okay. <laughs> it's enough, Georgia. Enough said. Yes. Let's well, go to Indiana. Ah, uh, this guy. What did this poor guy do, man? <laughs> he had an unlicensed handgun. That got him in trouble. And he pled guilty to a weapons charge. Why did he plead guilty to a weapons charge? You know, he had a high point nine millimeter. He had it carrying in his waistband, walking down the lovely, delightful streets of Marion, Indiana. What did oh, he do? Over by there, he shot himself in the junk. Shot himself in the junk, in the Johnson junk Johnson, and then the bullet. <laughs> where, where did the bullet exit out of? <laughs> uh, not a good place. <laughs> Sack. Oh, oh. So his his stuff is not looking Paul, too good these Paul, days. That's gotta, that's, I'm sorry. That's got to hurt. So it, it, <laughs> the bullet you, goes. You think? Yeah, I think it hurt a little bit, huh? <laughs> the bullet travels down your Johnson, and it exits uh, exits out exits the scrotum. I mean, I'm sure one of the the testicles are blasted out, oh, right? Man. Or two. Man, okay. All right. <laughs> We could be on. Uh, I'm in pain just talking about this right now. The, this should be on the ER TV show, okay? On TLC. I'm squirming yeah. right now. I mean, because nah, you're nah, just we're just bad. thinking about this. You're like, oh my god. But you know what? What, what do they call that? It's just the the stupid, you know, self regulating. Yeah, <laughs> it's called social Darwinism. That's what it is. What it yes, is. yes. And uh, the dummies taking out themselves. A. He's, he's not going to be able to procreate anymore, right? Yeah, Mr. Jones has been arrested for selling meth, too, in the past. Well, not not exactly yeah, I mean, a genius, right? We're not losing much. <laughs>
Ah, uh, now we're in Louisiana loop. This one. Here we go. Out out south. Ashley Beth. What Ashley Beth, young lady, 23 years old, gets arrested in late July, stealing cash from her boyfriend. And I might add, gonna find this hard to believe, and a little meth on her. But the meth, the meth beep is kind of questionable, though. I mean, that's a pretty, it's a legitimate excuse for you know how they found the meth on her, but yeah. not not the cash necessarily, right? Where was the meth? Was she hiding the meth on her person somewhere? Well, <laughs> we need to be careful, okay? <laughs> according to Louisiana cops, yeah, she stole you know a wad of uh, money, rolled up hundreds, you know. Uh, I might add six thousand two hundred thirty-three dollars. There, there were some singles in there and tens and. Fives, perhaps, as well as hundreds. But uh, nevertheless, a big wad of cash. Big wad of cash, yeah. Big it's, wad. It's sizable, yeah. You know, you do a lot of damage at the casinos with that. Yes, you can. You keep you on the crap table for five or ten minutes. Five or ten minutes, <laughs> right. <laughs> Down there in Shreveport or Bozer. I'm sure if that's what she was headed towards. But, uh, yeah, so she uh, she grabbed her, uh, she grabbed the, she grabbed this wad of cash from a nightstand, okay? And inside that wad of cash... There was some meth inside. She she denies she did that or, meth. Yeah, she did or didn't know it was. Um, she says, "I just grabbed the money, man. I didn't tend on tend to steal the, the the meth." But anyways, she sticks it in one of her body cavities. Yes, she did. Which is the genitalia body cavity? Part. Yes, yeah, it wasn't her ear or nose <laughs> or mouth. It wasn't her mouth. No, it was down below the way she stuffed up all this money right. in a baggie. It was in her yoo-hoo. So, and in the uh, in the search at the jail, they they found the yoo-hoo. They found it. Yes, a big wad. She said, "What did she say? That's not my stuff." She said the meth wasn't hers. And the meth wasn't mine. The rest of it, well, it was sixty-two hundred dollar bills. There's the breakdown. The remaining thirty-three is made up for tens, fives, and singles. Okay. <laughs> she disavowed ownership of the meth. Okay. She 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 she'll cop to you know taking the money, but the meth no. Well, the jury's still out on that, all right? Hey, but but her bond was very reasonable. Eight hundred to walk it was an eight thousand dollar bond. Okay? Very very reasonable. Very, very reasonable, reasonable bond in Louisiana and Chicago. That would be you know for two guns. Thumbs up to Louisiana, <laughs> right? <laughs> You'd have to get caught with a AK forty seven and a uh, you know maybe a nine millimeter to get an eight thousand dollar bond in at Chicago. The, at the very least. So uh, we're going to let's see where are we going to now. We're, <laughs> oh, my favorite. Pasco County Jail in Atlanta Lakes, Tampa, a Tampa suburb where they make that delicious butter. Butter, yeah, they make that butter in Atlanta Lakes, Florida, right? And we get a lot of great stories out of stories out of Atlanta Lakes. Yeah, yeah we we do. We we get a lot of great stories out of there. What, what happened in Atlanta Lakes? We got Araya Hudson, who uh, she was. Um, let's see, she uh, she turned herself in. You know, I'm, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's a good thing. She walks into jail. She's like, you know, I've got this. Uh, I've got this warrant. I've got this charge. Let me turn myself in. Oh, but she was wearing a hairpiece, <laughs> and inside that hairpiece, oh, she had a bunch of contraband. She forgot. Stuck she inside. forgot. She forgot. She had stuff up in that hairpiece. She probably doesn't wash her hair often, and uh, just, you got a hairpiece on. It's very high maintenance. It's difficult to deal with. That. She was probably high on her own supply, Paul. You, you That's you why think, she didn't you think know. there was a problem. She had a whole bunch of pills hidden in that hairpiece. So there you go, people. Straight caught. to you from the... 94 pills, I might add. 94 pills. Not exactly uh, a small bottle of Tylenol. <laughs> right? It's like the supersized one. Another great story from the uh, that that great Tampa suburb, Land O'Lakes. Oh, we love it. Land O'Lakes, a- acting up. 
And now we're at the uh, end of watch. It's time for our happy ending, Paul. This is a pretty good happy ending story. Uh, unusual one for a uh, popo report loop. Yeah, but hey, you know what? We were always ragging on, uh, you know, inmates and, and and people in jail, people going to jail for various reasons. But hey, look, they play chess in jail, and this is the uh, first international chess tournament for inmates, pitting Cook County against prisoners in six countries, including Russia, Armenia, Belarus, Italy, and England. A very good program. Yeah. Chess. Teaching them a lot of skills. Teaches you how to think. Exactly. How to be patient. How to be patient. Right. How to be nice. Here you go. All right. Play well with others. Play well with others, yes. You don't get to beat anybody with the chessboard. And mind you, Cook County team finished fifth out of seven teams competing from around the world. And that does it uh, for us this Saturday night, Paul. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. Mind your own business. And watch your six, buddy. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week.